I'm not sure why the Empire doesn't allow women on stage. It's pretty stupid when you stop to think about it. But everyone is used to it and it keeps the likes of me in steady work, so I'm not complaining. Admittedly, most of the parts I got as a woman were comprised of simpering love poetry and vacant smiles, but once in a while I got to do a good death scene or double as a nameless soldier in a battle or something. That was pretty fun, and it got me out of those bloody corsets for ten minutes or so. But none of it equaled the time I got to play a prince. I had three long speeches in a fight scene, and best of all, I got to write some of my own lines. All actors think they're poets. Most of them aren't. I got a standing ovation at the end of each performance. Not all the boy actors graduate to men's roles, but I was the best we had at the moment, so I figured there'd still be a job for me when I hung up my skirt for the last time. Probably. Not everyone in the company appreciated my talents, of course, least of all the really stupid ones who, needless to say, had a lot of sway in the company. If they didn't take me in as an actor, I'd probably be able to make a living writing for them, but it wouldn't be much of a living, so I was a bit apprehensive about what they'd tell me after the show. That was when it would happen. After the stage had been swept and the tap room closed, before they got everyone back out to rehearse the next day's show, they'd meet and vote and call me into the green room for their verdict. Then I'd be an actor, a writer, or both, or I'd be homeless with no source of income till I could cobble a play together and sell it. I should say that being an 18-year-old in Cresden means that you've been a man for at least half a decade already, even if you've made your living in a dress. I can't compare it to other places, and I'm sure there are kids my age whose comfort and happiness are still carefully engineered by other people. But unless you're gentry where I live, you pretty much have to claw your way into manhood. And there's plenty who don't make it. Kids starve, or they get beaten to death by their so-called benefactors, or they get sold into slavery. I'm not trying to shock you or convince you that I'm some kind of hero for making it this long, but... I don't want you thinking you're going to get a tale about some blue-eyed tyke with a heart of gold in a world where good triumphs over evil. You're not. I'm not. And in my experience, it never does. Just so we're clear. Anyway, I lived less than half a mile from the theater. But one of those impromptu markets which Cresden's residents seemed so fond of had spontaneously appeared right outside the goldsmiths on Aqueduct Street. I was soon up to my armpits in goats and cheese and bales of smelly wool imported by the equally smelly herders from the Ashran Plains, north of the city. By the time I had reached the backstage entrance of the Eagle Theater, I could already hear the bugles finishing up, which meant they were halfway through what passed for a musical introduction. A florid-faced idiot called Rufus Ramsbottom and an instrument, in the loosest possible sense of the word, which he claimed was an andastrian bagpipe, but which sounded like three cats and a chicken tied together in a sack. Not that anyone took any notice. This was strictly background noise to make the paying public feel that something was starting, thus encouraging them to focus on the crucial business of buying one last pint and fighting each other for seats. The eagle sat at the end of a dim alley which, like all the others in the city at this time of year, was hot, muddy, and rank with the odors of wandering livestock and abandoned refuse. 
It was a typical Cresden theater. Round, near enough, with a raised thrust stage, a pair of stage entrances, a balcony, a discovery space, and a trap door to the cellarage. The house held close to 3,000, packing 800 standing into the pit and seating the rest in three galleries, one on top of the other. The best view of the stage was from up top and would cost you three standard silver pieces, but you could get a good deal if you were prepared to stand down front. Some of the local aristos would pay six or seven silvers to actually sit on the stage and show off their fancy new duds, something all the actors hated with a passion. They never kept still, and you were lucky if they did no more than yawn and wave to their friends. Sometimes they gave you acting notes or stopped the show to argue a plot point. Rich people always think they know best.